1: A million dollars. talking about millions of dollars. What would you do if you had a million dollars? I'll tell you what I'd do, man. Two chicks at the same time, man. We're living in a material world, and I am a material girl. Or boy. Well, what about you now? What would you do?
2: Besides two chicks at the same time? Oh, well, yeah. Nothing.
1: Nothing, huh? I would relax. I would sit on my ass all day. I would do nothing. Well, you don't need a million dollars to do nothing, man. Take a look at my cousin. He's broke, don't do If I had a million dollars, if I had a million
0: dollars, well i buy you a house. Hello and welcome back to and Jackson. I'm telling O'Reilly and the board. If you had a million dollars, I don't even know how rich you'd be today, but you'd still rather, you'd still like to have it. You know, it's just one of those things. You'd still like to have it. But you want to have it after tax, not before. Just saying. Do we have Mr. Kevin? Yes. And how are you? I now? have
3: a, uh, I have a habit of calling you on Fridays, so here
0: yes, I am. yes. Uh, and you might be in town next week, eh? I might
3: I be. be. I will be, but I might be in studio next week. Will uh, do you have to
0: out. Do you have to go out for like uh, a, a planned dinner every night, or uh, are you available to, to put us on your expense account? I don't
3: know yet. I don't know yet. Haven't gotten that far in in the uh, planning. We're just talking about who's driving now, so. <laughs>
0: Well, if, you, if there's people you have to take out to make it seem like you got a bunch of colleagues and and stuff, we'd, we'd be happy to come with and be shills.
3: Yeah, we could. We, we, you guys could pretend you know me, and uh, well, you know me, but yeah. you could pretend you like me.
0: And and, um, and we're, we yeah, we, we could
3: do we could do all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, there you go. The uh, <laughs> God, I was uh, actually talking to some people last night. I met some people from the uh, CBOE. One of my friends, uh or he's not been on the show yet, but he will one of these days, hopefully, Roy. Roy Briggs who does a nice job over there, uh, he had a bunch of his younger entourage in there and uh, all the people who work for him. And it was very pleasant, very nice people, young uh, young, uh, young group and uh, very very bright, they all like working for Decebo, a couple work at OCC but it was nice and I was talking about, uh, they were asking me about the show and some of the people on there and what they all did and I was telling them about you and Ivy Tech and boy they were very very interested. Matter of fact one of the uh, Young ladies knows uh, somebody who ended up going to Indiana that started out at Ivy Tech, so they did real well. So,
3: oh yeah, we have uh, we put a lot of students in Indiana and and in the state schools, and in fact, we we have a, an agreement <coughs> for certain certain curricula that if you uh, successfully complete it with a uh, and successfully means you know we we don't consider course success a D even though you pass it and get credit for it. But if you have a successful cl- completion of the uh, curriculum, that you are guaranteed admission to a state school, um, and that that could be, uh, I uh, you know IU, it could be IUSB, it could be um, you know IU Fort Wayne, or you know um, you know Ball State, etc. So,
0: actually, I misspoke. It was uh, Purdue. They went, do you guys have a deal with Purdue? Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, oh yeah, we put a lot of students in Purdue, especially especially our Lafayette students because we have a campus in Lafayette.
0: Is there a there's a there's a... Purdue Michigan City or Purdue Portage or something, isn't there?
3: Yeah, there a Purdue Northwest. Yeah, there's yeah. a Purdue Northwest. Um, and so, yes, we, we have students go there and we do some collaboration with them. Uh, there is uh, Purdue Global, which is their online version of the university. Um, there is... There's another one, because I just had one of my uh, fellow wizards in the supply chain world move over there. Um... But I think it's Purdue something rather. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, they're um, Purdue's an interesting school because they—you uh, don't think of Purdue in innovation in education, but they really
0: are kind of innovative. I uh, went down there for one game to see the Irish play, and uh, <laughs> one of my buddies, one of the guys who was a broker on the floor that was affiliated with our firm, terrific guy, but guy Kevin, he liked to drink. Jesus, I mean. Uh, he shows up, of course, I'm driving. Get
3: right in at a Purdue football game.
0: Yeah, he was, uh, you know, of course, I'm, you know, I'm, there's no way he's driving, so I'm driving. He shows up with a cooler, and I think by the time we got there, he had drained a fifth of vodka. That's before the game. And it was, wow. and the game was, uh, it had to be 93 degrees if it was an ounce. And uh, the stadium, as I recall, the benches are all black. God, was it hot in there. God, was it hot in there. He, he was He was hurting.
3: <laughs> well, it, and, it, and it is you know, far from the world's greatest
0: place to see a game, too. Yeah, I never never got to see campus or anything. I would have liked to have walked around, but i was just interested in getting everybody home. <laughs> it was like one of those deals. Yeah, <laughs>
3: uh, <deprived>, uh, mission, <laughs> mission number one, get
0: them home. Get everybody home, yeah. Just like, God. Anywho, uh, well, we had the most amazing rally yesterday, uh, and I'm going to say... Uh, uh, we had a big day for our clients, because uh, as much as I, I moan and groan about having people protected and everything else, we've been, especially since the market's been down, we've been leaning a little long, and, uh, so it all came home to roost yesterday, plus we've been stubbornly long gold, now, I don't know whether it's, uh, whenever you're in a position for a long time, it doesn't work exactly like you want it, but you still think it's going to be okay, you're, you constantly have to wonder if you're being, if you were early or just stubborn, and, uh. Finally, this week we uh, in the last couple oh, weeks. Oh, Tom,
3: I just can't imagine you being stuck. Oh,
0: God, me neither. It's uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, and, and, and you you run the you run the risk of turning into. I use this term because we all have a little bit of it. You are running into a retail client, where every time you hear somebody that's bullish on gold, you feel you feel like you're <laughs> <And> when, <laughs> it, you are vindicated. And it doesn't matter. opinions mean nothing at the market, right? I mean, it's like, uh, what did our, our friend? Uh, the real, real attractive um, black hair lady who was on there with uh, the guy who died on CNBC. Uh, she's on. So
3: you've, you've narrowed it down, haven't you? Is that Maria Bartiromo? No, no,
0: no. The one after her. She's real pleasant. She's on a uh, <coughs> CNBC now or something. She does a, a show every night. Real talented. Anyway, she, what she say? Uh, <coughs> I'll clean it up. She goes. Opinions are like noses. <coughs> she didn't say say noses, and they all stink. Uh, so they all,
3: if you do it with noses, you say they
0: all smell. Yes, yes, well, that's true, I, sh- I should have done that. But anyway, it was a, a massive update, I don't, I'm, I was just, I was cleaning through my stuff here, my files, for lack of a better term, and I just, I mean, I, I know I harp on this, Kevin, and, and the, the, thing, the, the thing that, the reason why I harp on it, is because everything depends, in my, in my view of the world, everything depends on everything else. And we just had a, an election. Well, we still have an election because it's still not, not resolved. Um, yeah,
3: no kidding.
0: Yeah, well, it looks like I'm on this page about the, uh, you know, you know this election results where they, they keep clicking the, the house? Every time somebody's confirmed, they click on who's got what? Yeah. Well, it looks like the GOP's up to 211. They need 218.
3: Yeah, yeah and there's enough open where, you know, even if they, uh, they, they only need like a third of them to...
0: Well, some of them are, they've got them all leaning. But, but
3: how did how did a state, one of the largest states, Florida, manage to count everything in a matter of hours, and the rest of these people are taking, you know, all week? Well,
0: maine, Maine's maine got none of them returned. Nevada's got the entire southern half of the state, which is where most of the people are. they got none of those returned, although they, they're leaning, they're light blue, they're powder blue, okay? So Washington looks like they've got at least three or four districts that are powder blue. Oregon's got a couple that are pink and one... So I'm going to say, just by looking at the colors here, which is very inefficient, we got the Dems at 192 and GDP at 211. Just by looking at how many colors are left, I'm going to say with 218 needed for majority, I'm going to say the GOP comes out with uh, 220. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. So uh, <clears throat> we have, uh, and I think the, <clears throat> I think the Senate's going to be back to 50-50. So how is it that there are... There's not one independent rep in the entire country. You would think there'd be somebody. There's two independent one senators. One's the
3: but you, you can't get the the money in it. Like anything that this, you know, we've talked about this lots of times. When it comes to getting alternate parties on there, I mean, I, you know, Trump sort of <laughs> played the Republicans, who are, you know, easily, uh, you know, they're they're out there to be chumps, I, I think, anyway, but. You know, I think that's their um, reason for being. Um, but um, the, the if if you really, really want to get traction as a party, it's a long haul endeavor. You have to start at the grassroots level. You have to start putting people in your, you know, on your school boards, uh, on your, uh, uh, you know, your uh, whatever your uh, city or uh, township or whatever boards are. You have to start building from the bottom up, and then you start finding your people into state statewide offices. And once you start to populate statewide offices, then maybe you have enough organization to start, you know, thinking you can have a senator or uh, or some congress uh, congressman, congresswomen. Um, but it's only then, and and this is this has been true long enough that. We could easily have done it, you know. We could; it, it could be happening now if people had made it a point to take care of business years ago. But now, you know, we're we're twenty years away at least.
0: Well, the, uh, only, from the that, other the other way
3: kind of representation, and that's that's a shame because we could really use it.
0: Well, I mean, in, in my district, there's one party, and, that, and And the weird part is, I mean, I know that the uh, Republicans would say that they. In the city of Chicago, there's only this one party. It's Democrats, and they're basically bleeping the whole thing up. Kevin, there's no party here. These are, these people are emperors. <laughs> it has nothing to do with being. Matter of fact, the mayor now is does not run as a Democrat or a Republican. They all run in a big group, and then there's a uh, runoff. I, mean, I, I I don't think that the that the two people that my state center and my state rep. They're running in a district far, far away from me. They just take one little finger into our area to make sure nobody's vote counts. They both run unopposed. I don't think they know what party they're in. Or, or they're get, I guess they get their money from somebody that it says Democratic, but they wouldn't care if it was the other one. I don't think. But
3: no, but that's, that goes back to the old days of you know the whole slating process and how that always worked. But, you know, Tulsi Gabbard is right. She talks about the uniparty. Uh, a lot, and and so you know, really, what are they what are they arguing? What's the argument in Washington? Well, the argument is over who's calling the shots, but they're all calling the same shots.
0: They're calling them, they're calling them the shots about who gets I the mean, money.
3: essentially the same shots. Yeah, there's some philosophical differences, especially when it comes to social issues, but uh, but by and large, you know, when it comes to geopolitics, when it comes to spending money, when it comes to all of those things, they're the same people.
0: I think it, it has to do with who, who direct, It's it's been kind of a new world with these huge mega companies. Um, and actually, it's it's not new. I would really recommend every every listener, uh, and anybody you know, take a few minutes out. It won't take long if you can find. It's it's around somewhere, and you get them for like next to nothing. Used books, Kevin's old firm, Better World's Books. Find the sovereign state of ITT. It's a book I read it in friggin' college, and I'm gonna say that Harold Janine's view of the world. He would they were the f- they were the first big conglomerate. It was ITT? I, I think they were anyway, Kevin. If not, they were they were right there, and uh, and they owned all kinds of stuff. These are International Telephone Telegraph. They were the guys that put the telephone lines under the Atlantic and everything under the telegraph lines, mm-hmm. and and uh, there's a page or two in the first chapter where they're at some cookout. And Harold Janine is just thinking to himself about what the world is like and how he is—he's the master of the universe. If he could just get these chumpy governments like out of the way, he could—he could—he could do more for the world than like any of them. Well, fast forward to Musk, <laughs> Bezos—you name it. Right down. This never changes. But what I'm saying—or—or
3: or in in many cases, you. Uh, Musk and uh, Bezos and guys like that are, you know, they're very public. Gates, you know, the same thing. They're they're very public. But I, I'm wondering if the real power isn't in the people who kind of That's lay lay a little lower. Bingo, um,
0: bingo. Boy. And
3: uh, you know, so that we're when we're talking about that, what we're really saying is, um, you know, look, look at the pharmaceutical industry and look, and and not just the last two years, but how. Uh, how much input they have had into public health policy for a long, long time, and so you know. So what happens? Um, you know, we we're going to get Trump in office, and everything's going to change, right? We're going to drain the swamp. So what do we do? We hire Alex Azar, a pharmacy, a pharma, uh, a big pharma exec from Merck, <laughs> to take over HHS. Gee, I wonder how uh, how come uh, um, come vaccine time. They got full immunity and uh, and all the money dumped their way.
0: Well, Kevin, I have a question for you because we have, I want to talk a bit more about the CPI as, as we wind wind around right here. Plus, we had a little bit of talk about football. Uh, but you see, the Hawks lost the last second overtime last night. Plus, the game was not on. It was on. it was, it was one game this year? It's not. It was on ESPN Plus or something. Whatever the hell that is. I don't know if you have to get stream it. Uh, anyway, it was ten forty five, so I had to watch like five minutes of it anyway before I fell asleep. But. Uh, when, where was I going with this? I, I, I lose my... I, we had a, a guy came in, a client, years and years ago, when we first started. And I don't... And what well, I'm trying to ask you, ask you, and Andrew can pipe in on this if he wants for a listener, I, I, I don't know if it's corrupt. I mean, let me tell you what he told me, and then everybody else can think their own thoughts. So he comes in, and he was a guy... Somehow or another, he knew a lot about uh, nuclear energy... He must have been worked for one of the utilities, or was an engineer, or something, something. But he was kind of in his retirement age, and he, had, for his last few years, he had been a consultant for a lot of these public utility uh, citizens groups. That whenever Commonwealth Edison wants a rate increase, or Peoples Gas, or somebody, they would protest the rate increase, and uh, and he says it's it has to do with your your people that are I guess it's the it's the ICC Illinois, and those are people that do the, the come up with the rate increases, and then the uh, legislator votes on it or something. I don't know, but they're the guys in charge, and I think it's them. And he says, you know, it, it gets to the point where they're there every day. It's to the point where they just, was, if you go down there as a citizen utility person and you walk into their office, there's two or three people from Commonwealth Edison sitting there having lunch. No, he says, it's, they're, they're just there. Their, their agenda is always in front of them. They're decent people. The, the women look good. The guys look good. I mean, it, in a, he says, you know, if you bust your ass, basically, to knock down one of these rate increases, now the the lawyers they hire and the lobbyists they hire to fight against you, the citizens, become expenses. So that when they go for the rate increase, they want even more because they want to make 6 or 8% on that yeah, expense.
3: Because, yes, because they look and say, look at
0: our expenses. Yeah. Yes, so... He said, "But if, if you win one of these things, which is kind of rare, is maybe your group, who is unpaid by the way, goes out to some, some saloon like the Tripoli, not, not someplace in the Loop, and, and has you know a couple of beers and maybe a shot, and while you're doing that, he says they're already putting in the next rate increase and paying those guys to do it and and putting that one on the t- on the tab." He goes, "You just can't even if he goes, you can't accuse the people at the state necessarily." Of, of just being bleeps and getting paid off. He goes, but that may be happening. Yeah, but th- it's just the relentless, they are always in their office. I mean, it's like if, if you and I were uh, Pfizer. They're,
3: they are part uh, of. If, if you were to draw an organization chart, you'd put those people on it.
0: Well, they're, they're, they're like part of your wall. They're like your clock in the wall. I mean, I, I will bet you that, that, that Dick Durbin, I, you know, I don't know what the hell the guy does, but uh, all day long, or Tammy Duff, I will bet you that they have had. 20, I'm just guessing off the top of my head here, 20 visits by a drug company this year and none by any of us who think that maybe they shouldn't be listening to them the way they are. And every time they're there, they leave a little bit of a check or they say, who should we be helping out or to their pack or something. It's not like you're necessarily buying anybody. It's just familiarity. You only hear one side of the story. Constantly. And, and, And it has to, and it comes back to one of my one of my buddies... uh... Uh, Tom,
3: that's part of it, but part of it is now that we have gotten really good at squashing uh, opposing viewpoints. Without a doubt. And it became an art form, uh, you know, uh, in in the last few years, because the alleged public forum, the forum that was going to, uh, you know, level the playing field because anybody, anybody could have a voice, that is, social media got all of a sudden got on board with saying oh no we don't allow that kind of discussion um so now you know so now you you have the, you know that nexus of uh, government so uh social media um and that's not healthy either now you know there have been alternatives that have popped up but none of them have enough traction at least not yet um uh, to to really have any influence. Uh, so we'll we'll see where that goes. It, it is one of the good things about the internet you know, that uh, that it, it doesn't take much to it, to have a presence there. It takes a lot to have a you know a, a, an influence, but not much to have a presence. So um, you know we 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 squash that in the past, you know, you'd have your Ralph Naders and you'd have your Green Party, and they're kind of tolerated because, um They really don't have enough traction. They don't have enough money behind them, or anything like that. So, you know, you you sort of tolerate them and say, "See, you know, we have we allow dissent uh, and allow all points of view." But now we don't even allow that.
0: Well, I mean, I don't know where we're along the line here this becomes something you ne- something you need to do about. It. You're never going to do about. It. But when I was uh, I was very when you and I were in college, and one of one of our buddies, one of my buddies, served from Chicago. His older sister married a guy that was, a priest, well, I would say, priestly. He's five years older than her, so nothing major. It wasn't like he was seventy and she was twenty. She's probably twenty five and he was thirty, which when we were twenty two seemed like a lot, right? Uh, but he was a he was a real nice guy, good looking dude. He was a swimmer for Valpo, of all places. Very well educated, and he was a was like a young kind of a lobbyist for Allstate. He worked for Allstate Insurance, and I said, well, like what do you, he says, "You know, all he goes, there be a there'd be a bill." that would come out, and all of a sudden we'd find out that there's something in there that affects Allstate or in the insurance industry. And, and who, he goes, you don't know who the hell even put the thing in there, or why they did it, but you, he says, when you would go, even, even then the bills were kind of big. He said, and he, he said, I would go to like Marty Russo's office or the guys that were the reps, and I'd sit down, and, and everybody liked, that guy's name was Bill. Everybody liked Bill. He could not not like him. And he, he says, I sit down, and I go here, and this new bill on page you know, 312 There's these four sections about insurance. And he goes, I don't know how they get in there, but they're really going to hurt us, and I don't see any benefit to anybody. And the guy would read it and go, how the hell did that get in there? (laughs) He says it was mostly all education because there was so much in these bills, these guys didn't even know one way or the other who affected who. So he goes, it actually was mostly, now he was a guy who just thought it was mostly education because all you had to do was point it out, and people kind of made their own decisions. Now that's gone way beyond, I mean, I I don't know where, Good government, having people—we used to have it with the CBO. We, when the guys were in town, we'd have them over for for breakfast. You know, you give them, you know, scrambled eggs or whatever, and you could give them a five hundred hour check, and they sat down and listened to your industry, learned about your industry. I thought it was actually very positive, Kevin. I mean, but how do you go from there to where you're just constantly pouring money at somebody? You you you, you cut out other people's views, and you, and you and you don't let anybody else in the office, and you're so, I don't know, I don't know where the line is. I just know we seem to be over it.
3: Well, and we we have tried legislation to rein that in in the past. Um, some of it has stood up, some, uh, but uh, hardly any of it, frankly, has stood up. Um, but but even so, it the process just gets so co opted that uh, you know it's it's written in favor of somebody. So you know we just we just aren't really good at this. It, uh, how, how do you fix it? Well, you know I would start with things like well we've talked about everything having an expiration date so um you know uh, I, I think that's that's probably important a lot of things do have expiration dates when they pass legislation but most of it doesn't um and then the other thing is i, I still think it would be absolutely a great idea to say before you you know to have a, like a senate rule and a house rule that says before you vote on legislation you have to sign less than 20 percent infrastructure spending okay. but it's trillions of dollars we put through
4: um an inflation reduction bill which is laughable yep.
3: by the way the president just on wednesday said there, you, there really isn't much he can do about fl- inflation then why did you push this bill through if it doesn't do anything
0: because you, you reward but the people I, I because, it.
3: because it's not really about it but it you know we call it the inflation reduction bill and then we have thousands of pages of that's that's what's got to stop that's the first step and then we can start figuring out who has influence because we start because you know by limiting this the size you know the Im- size of legislation and forcing people to ad- acknowledge that they've seen every line of it then I think we start to limit the influence
0: that I don't outside uh, forces have. let's talk about it after the break because I'm thinking I I'm getting more in, in Jefferson's camp and I you know I'm the, the least violent person there is. I'm more in Jefferson's camp that you need a revolution every couple hundred years. I mean, I don't. I don't think for. S- I don't think for a second, Kevin, that you can get that kind. Of, you're going to put push that reform through the place who needs the reform. I mean, let me ask you. Let me ask the listeners to think about this while we go to break. City of Chicago has 50 aldermen, which is what twice as many as New York. How many people have to leave the city of Chicago before the the, the uh, city council themselves says we have too many aldermen? I'm going to say would have to be like, there'd have to be It'd have 50. It'd like have to be like <laughs> everybody. They'd have to be, they'd be the, fifth, the last 50 people for that to happen.
3: No, no <laughs> you'd, have to, you'd have to get at least to 49.
0: Yeah, have to, you'd have to get the, yeah, SP Futures up 12, that Futures up 43. Be right back.
1: How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox.
0: Welcome back to and Jacks. I'm Tamayo. Mr. Andrew on the board. SP Futures up 17. Nasdaq Futures up 56. So we're, right now we're carrying on with yesterday's huge rally, not tremendously, but we are carrying on. And this rally took place really in a, in, a, in a day where you could you could make a case this crypto stuff was collapsing. Of course, we had your your obligatory people, the Chairman of MicroStrategy, who for some reason has has put the entire companies company's seemingly money in crypto instead of worrying about Micros and Strategy. Uh, Dow Futures up 120. Over in Asia, we've got the up 8.17. They're following us, obviously, 3%. Shanghai up 51, 1.6. And we've got Hang Seng after China has trimmed the quarantine period for like a week to five days or what the hell it is, or 10 days to seven. Uh, these guys are up 1,200 bucks. So they're trading 17,325. They were 14.4, I think, on Monday morning. Wow, Boy, what a nice buy that would have been. Over in Europe, DAX up 57.4%. Puts you down 35.5%, kick around up 20.3% because they participated yesterday so they don't have to catch up like the other guys. Yes, they've got to, got to review this one. Dow up 1,200 points, S&P up 207, that's 5.5%. NASDAQ up 760, that's 7.3%. We've got bonds up 10 years down to 381 It's down 33 basis points. So everybody's got this idea that they're going back to 2%. I don't see it, but I'll, I'll celebrate for a day. The Bund up 10 basis points, 211 Japan is actually down one to two point two four. oil of two dollars and seventy-six cents, eighty-nine twenty-three, ran up two sixty-nine ninety-six thirty-six, natural gas down a penny six twenty-three, Arab up six cents, two sixty-three. We've got gold, which is at a nice run, up another 730, 17.61. Silver down 19 cents, 21.50, copper up nine cents, two eighty-five. We've got the uh, Bitcoin down 319, but over 17,0, 17,000, 17.271. It was under yesterday. Uh, and we have the U.S. dollar, which is getting clobbered. The, the euro is up to 1.02 from 0.97 maybe a week ago. So that's, you know, that's what a 4% move. And the British pound is up to 1.17, which is high as we've seen it in really a few months. What do you have for us, Traffic Weather Sports?
5: All right, it is 6.36 here in Chicago on Friday, November 11th. Uh, for sports over in NFL, we can look forward to the Bears playing the Lions this Sunday at 12 p.m., And as you mentioned before, over in uh, National Hockey League, uh, last night the Blackhawks lost to the Kings in overtime, with the last point being scored specifically 1.4 seconds before the end of the game. Oops. Yeah, that's not a good time. Um, But for Chicago weather, it is currently clear today, and it's only going to get colder. Uh, We're currently at 49, uh, and we're going to have a high of 49. Uh, But over in Phoenix, we are currently clear at 46 degrees, but over there you're going to have a good high of 69. Now, finally, for Chicago traffic, uh, there are no major accidents to report. However, traffic is building on the inbound expressways. And uh, particularly watch out for the Eisenhower near downtown, as road construction is closing a lot of lanes and could cause a lot of delays delays around there. That's all I got. Back to you, Chief.
0: The, uh, Kevin, it's, uh, yeah, really I
5: forgot, it was... Forgot the college basketball scores.
0: The, the Irish end up They were rolling up a point when I heard it on the radio.
3: Yeah, they wound up winning, uh, 79-76. They trailed the whole second half, um, but, but managed to, uh, pull it out in the end.
0: They were playing Jerry's kids, weren't they?
3: Yeah, I think they were. No, actually, Radford's pretty good for their, you know, for their level. They, they're probably good enough to win their conference, but, um, but nevertheless, um, not a team that you should be, uh, needing a, a last-second shot to, uh, to beat, um, but, hey, Louisville lost its exhibition game, so, you know, it, it happens, you know, early games. One of their, one of the um, Notre Dame guards was out, um, so they could have used him. Um, but when I, you know, if I uh, were to pull up the stats, I would tell you that the uh, um, the second half uh, was a little bit of an ugly shooting half, <laughs> to say the least. Um, and, you uh, um, and, and points off turnovers was uh, was really kind of an interesting thing because uh, whereas at points off turnovers, uh, Notre Dame had six and uh, Bradford had eighteen. So there's why your ball game was close.
0: Oh good. Well, it's uh, sometimes when uh, when people <laughs> before we get into this CPI stuff, which I have a bunch of stuff here that I would dug out from old old papers. Uh, we had a guy who's a uh, well, he worked at Pullman with us, and he was a pretty good softball player. But his brother had a team, so I where I played on the team on Tuesday, Thursdays at Tinley Park at the mental home ball places, and, uh, and those, they had a team on Friday night at Mount Greenwood that we played against. Right, so the guy, the brother, <laughs> let's just say he was not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I mean, I to the to, to almost to the point where it was laughable, which you never want to say about anybody. So all of a sudden one Friday night we come out there, and they had a good team, but so did we. So we beat him by, you know, two, three runs, and it was a good game, but we we were just a little better. And uh, after the game, we go shake hands, he says to me, you know, we were missing two, three guys. And I said, really? And he goes, yeah, you know, if we'd have had those guys here, uh, we'd have kicked your ass. And I said, uh, well, um, you know, we were missing two, three guys. And he goes, really? And I goes, yeah, you know, I, I think our two, three guys we were missing are better than the two, three guys you were missing. He looked at me like I had forehead. I mean, at what point do you say, here's our team, let's play? I mean, you can't, you can't. Yeah.
3: You know. Well, here, here's the thing is, uh, you know, nowadays when a guy would say something like that to me, I'd say that's a, an unproven hypothesis.
0: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah.
3: so you could lay that on him, and in, and when it comes to Chicago softball, you would have, you know, uh, some very puzzled
0: looks on your face oh, for your opponents. Uh, there were some there was but, guys we um, played against that weren't geniuses, let's put it that way.
3: Yeah, we, we had, there was a, a team that we played uh, up north um, that, uh, you know, for one game, uh, they kept saying, well, all our guys went to the Hawks game. So they they were bemoaning that. Well, we played this team, you know, twice a year for years, and we, we never stopped, you know, as we were beating them, never, ever stopped telling them that their guys must be at the Hawks game.
0: <laughs> yep. But, uh, you know,
3: they, they, they probably heard about that for 10 years
0: <laughs> um, we were sort of in line with our, our discussion before the break Kevin. Uh, it comes down to what do you expect from um, your government and uh, and clearly when people run for office they're putting themselves out there and saying I can do this job better than the guy I'm running against and there's ways to, to judge that I mean there's there's numbers there's statistics there's budgets there's shortfalls or whatever there is. And, but somewhere along the line, there needs to be, I think, some accountability for the numbers. And I'm going to say this is not a, not a generational thing, but maybe it is. I, when I was doing the, the CPI stuff when I was at Pullman, which was in the late 70s, early 80s, nobody really questioned the CPI numbers or the numbers you got from the government. They, they always seemed to match up. I, mean, I, I always had, thought they had a delay to them. But by and large, they had, they somewhat matched up with what people were seeing, or at least that was the intent. I don't think as much as history says bad stuff about people like, you know, Eisenhower and Kennedy and Nixon and all that whole group, and even Jan. well, everybody, everybody. <coughs> to go back a little bit, everybody tried to find a way to, to mess with the budget deficit, whether you put the Social Security in or out. But but that, that evolved over time. But it, you know, it, it was a group of people, Kevin, I think, that you didn't lose – 10,000 people in a battle in World War II unfortunately we didn't have too many of those and come out and just tell people you lost 2,000. I mean there was a certain truth to government that even even maybe it's because people did serve together in the army and it's, we came out of that whole thing together or something. I don't know but now it seems to me that the game is to deflect on these numbers and, and, and whenever somebody <clears throat> I'm sure I heard this weekend you know the inflation that Biden's not counting and it's all Biden's fault. Well, I've got this piece of paper here from uh, 2014 I dug up. And here's a guy who did a, a, a CPI thing from 2000 to March of 2014. And during that period of time, the CPI supposedly went up 40%, and, it's, and, it's, and the price deflator that the Fed uses went up 31 And yet he's got a barrel of oil was up 314%, dozen eggs up 106%, healthcare spending up 104 Ground beef up 96, movie ticket up 95, uh, private college tuition up 68, electricity up 59, new car up 55. That was this was from 2002 14. I get a lot of this it went from 20,000 to 31, now it's 42. So from 2014 until now, it's done, gone up another 10,000. Uh, natural gas uh, uh, 0.71 cents to 108 for uh, per therm. And the average home price it was 161 in 2000 it was 242 in 2014 uh, that's 50%. So the numbers starting in like 2000 have never really reflected what was going on ever. And and and, and uh and, you know so we we went we've gone through Bush, we went through uh Clinton, we went through everybody. I mean I'm sorry, we went through Bush, we went through Obama, we went all these guys every one of them now and I, I look at the CPI number yesterday, and I will tell you what, I'm I'm so happy it came out that way because my clients are happy as clams and whatever. But I tell you what, Kevin, it's BS. They they nowhere nowhere in there have they have they took a, have they have they accounted for this. I'm looking at this this shelter in the last year. Does anybody think that your rent of primary residence is first of all it's only seven percent of your of your underlying? How how is name name me somebody who. We has 7% of their rent they pay is their, is their paycheck, for God's sake. What, what are they, the Unabomber living in a one-bedroom place? So that, All right. They've got it up 7.5%. The owner's equivalent rent of residence. Now, this is actually 24%. So they got it up 6.9% last year. Well, the housing prices were up 20, and mortgage rates are up 50. How in God's name is this thing up 7%? So if you turn that number around and you say it was up, let's be nice, up fifteen percent, okay. That 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 adds another, what, two percent to the CPI year over year. All of a sudden, if that if they were to come out with that number yesterday, we'd have been down two hundred smooth points. I mean, I I think we need to have some kind of a of a. You mentioned before the break what it's going to take for these guys to, to do what what we want them to do, you know. And obviously the the Obama phenomenon, where you you, you elected somebody who didn't have a chance to be corrupt, corrupted, but guess what? He got corrupted real fast. And by the way, then there was a Trump phenomenon. It just takes oh, he was corrupted. <laughs> <time. laughs>
3: he, yeah. he came out of Illinois politics. Of course yeah. he was corrupted.
0: So then you, you put you know, Trump in there, who allegedly is going to fight the swamp, but the guy is the biggest, the biggest snake that ever walked. So, I mean, I, you know, I mean it's, it, he couldn't clean out anything. So now you, you've gone from a, a guy without much experience to a guy with no experience. Now what do you do? I mean, how do you, how do you how do you get these people to A give you the right numbers, do the right thing, not just line their own pockets? It, it has gone from we'll tell people whatever we want to hear, we'll line our own pockets. Th- this is not the the post World War two Senate. This isn't Dan- Daniel Inouye. this isn't uh, who was the guy from the ran for president for the Republicans? Uh, the guy who couldn't smile because he had a shrapnel on his face. Tell was his name. His arm was messed up too? You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, Bob Dole. You, you know, there's there's not guys like that there. They didn't. I don't think Bob Dole made twenty million dollars when he was there. Do you or or, or Dan Inuit? I don't
3: know.
0: Or Paul Simon? I don't know I'm sure it, didn't. What that worth was? I por- but, but,
3: but but not really not really your point. And and, and I hear you. Um, I I think it's you know that's part of it. We, we you know if if people go in with a notion of service, um, they don't it it doesn't stay that way. You know it, it turns. And you either get disillusioned and leave, or you say, um, you know, or, or you decide that uh, you you've just become part of it. So uh, that's a problem. But <clears throat> in addition to that, uh, it, you know, for the public, and, and this is an education issue, we have lost all ability to know the difference between data and information and knowledge.
0: Right. Um, so it, it's it gets so easy to spin people when you just use data,
3: and, and data is just raw. It's unprocessed. It doesn't do anything. It's, and everybody says, you know, that's the science. It's all about the data. No, it's all about what the data, you know, the, the you, data leads you to ask questions, and you say, how do I organize the data? How do I explore what it's telling me? How do I put it in time series? How do I understand variance? All of those kinds of things. And we have a really, really uneducated public when it comes to this kind of stuff, so they're very easily fooled, um, and so now it becomes an ideological argument instead of a uh, a logical argument because people aren't good with this.
0: Well, plus it's the, the and, stuff and you it, know
3: it you yeah. know it because you're you live in a you live in a um, a numbers driven world with the market and you know enough to say to to ask questions when the data you know when the data comes out to start exploring start going in and saying seven percent i don't
0: think so (laughs) yeah well but it's also it this is regular people are they're working their wife's working they're trying to make a home for kids and now we're seeing from what uh was telling us last week or nancy was uh uh People are now doing a, a side hustle on a Saturday to make ends meet when they buy these houses. Where the guy's out, maybe doing taxes for his neighbors or something, in addition to working somewhere as an accountant uh, or whatever financial guy. And uh, we're starting to see almost two and a half jobs per family. There's really no way that somebody can spend. I mean, fortunately for me, I mean, well, unfortunately, unfortunately, because I got to watch all this. My my job is to watch all this stuff for my clients. So it's it's sort of my it's it, if I Take, take a half hour dig through the CPI numbers, I'm not cheating on the boss. First of all, I am the boss. And secondly, that's what my clients want me to do. They want me to, to be up on this stuff. But most people can't do that. So what you end up doing is you choose a side. Well, I'm, I'm mostly conservative. I'm mostly liberal. And whatever this item is, if it's, I'll see whatever the conservatives are on it, I'll go. Whatever the liberals are on it, I'll go. And that's, that's frightening almost to me, Kevin, honestly. But uh, that's kind of where we are. I mean, Whatever, whatever the the thought of all these people we just elected. I mean, I, the one thing worse than having the fifty-fifty in the Senate, I, I could care less, or whatever who had the House. But the idea that for the next two years, that one person is going to is going to vote with the uh, with the other side, whatever whatever it is. I mean, I'm sure there's a few things that are a voice vote that you know, uh, you know, do a, a thing for Veterans Day or something, and they'll all vote yes for. But by and large, is every single thing going to be on These people can't all think that way. Whatever the bill even is, I, there's got to be one. <laughs> where I mean, I'm i going to say that if I showed up as a Democrat, I probably would have to be an independent if I showed up at all. The, the chances of me thinking every single idea the Republicans have is a bad one, how can I think that way? If people seem to. I mean, it's not like... Every, there, there's actually some... What are they no, there,
3: there's a... a there's. Something that goes beyond what we think is an idea, you know, what we think of ideas, to where you have people thinking it's not that the other side's idea is bad; it's that the other side is bad people.
0: Well, remember uh, Matt Murphy? That,
3: that's the sort of the prevailing thought, and uh, you know, and, and that I, I think that drives a lot of this.
0: Remember uh, Matt Murphy? To uh, when he spent when we first had the show before he quit the sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> remember to one day I go. Well, do you ever reach out to the other side? He goes, "I go drinking with those guys every night. The Republican guys are a bunch of duds." <laughs> um, you know, but he, but he was a you know a big gregarious Irish dude that liked everybody. But um, you know, uh, but I mean the idea that you would never even talk or think of or even socialize with somebody—I I could never do that. Just saying.
3: Well, and and you know, you you will get a lot of they started it um, yeah. Oh, yeah. on both sides. I, I don't know what started it. I don't know where we are, but it's it's so bleeped up it's crazy
0: what's well, like the with the Irish um, fighting the oh uh, so,
3: but you did mention Veterans Day and yeah. I think we we do need to take a moment to acknowledge yeah. veterans including several who uh, uh, are stocks and jocks regular contributors
0: yeah we've got uh, Lou with day
3: too I, I really uh, you know admire people who uh, stand up and serve so I, I am it's
0: happy it's, to it's really guys uh, like Lou it wasn't hell hell's a bad, isn't he? I believe he is um, yeah. it's a it's so different uh, then, well, my experience. Well, actually, I'm a little young. Uh, experience for two, three, four years older than me. Those guys. I mean, the the Vietnam experience. I mean, to to the the extent that uh, those guys are are all dying off. I guess that's the only way you're going to get their view of the world and government is so different. And I and I'm I'm sort of the, of the same cloth. Uh, where I mentioned earlier that in World War 2 you didn't cheat on the Casualties. I think in Vietnam, you cheated on everything. there was a totally oh, yeah. different government, then then you. Yeah, because
3: it, it wasn't. Now it wasn't about truth. It wasn't. It wasn't about um, you know uh, reporting. It was about creating public. You know, uh, managing public um, sentiment.
0: Um, I, I want I made a mistake the other day. Of a uh, had to run an errand out to the southwest side. We, you know, you talked about the two spending bills and I tried to get into it a little bit with Dan yesterday, because Dan has uh, invested a lot in some of these companies that are, I'm not going to say they're they they are are attached on the on the uh, infrastructure chain but the guys that do, I and mean, he has some place in Florida that they do a lot of the uh, asphalt paving and things like. I mean, it's what they've done for for years, it's not like they, you know, got in business because they knew Biden and, but uh and they were supposed to have a real lot of business. And the business sort of, you know, it's. he said it's improved, but it's nothing like you would have expected given the size of the bill. And I, there's a, I don't know, LaGrange Road goes over. It's a big, goes over to the, the Plains River Valley, to the two canals and the whole bit. It's a big, long bridge, sort of like the tri-state does the same thing What LaGrange Road does. So it's getting a little dilapidated. So they decide they're going to fix it. Well, it's it's two separate bridges each way. So now they have one where, you know, you're going both ways at it. Kevin, the other side, it's friggin' November. They don't even have all the pavement off the old bridge. And the uh, I went by there the other morning. I counted four guys working. I mean, the idea was they, they sold everybody. It's going to be done next year. Kevin, they're not going to have one side done next year. I mean, we're, we're talking about a four-year project. It's going to take longer to fix that bridge than it did to fight World War II, for God's sake. And, the will, and, and right next to it, the next bridge over, before you get to 83, is Willow Springs Road. Well, they decide they're going to fix the Willow Springs Road bridge. There's maybe four people working on that. That's going to be a two-year project. So There's two sequential bridges over over the, uh, well, the Grange is not closed because you've got one lane versus three you used to have. How, how can we, the, the entire thing we see, going back to the, the pens at the voting booth, they're all bled through. What did what Flanagan say that he actually had his other thing under it, and it, it bled through onto some of his other his his other circles? He was supposed to. How, do, how the hell is somebody not tested? How incompetent are we? Or Are we just so worried about giving the right guy the contract?
3: It's one of the great arguments for smaller government, for less government. Although you know, one of their roles that you can't make smaller is <laughs> conducting elections.
0: Well, I but I, mean, I don't know how you. I mean, when I was. Uh, in college, uh, one of my buddies, Jim Verbeck, and I when I tried to get hired on as a laborer for the, the expressway because they were paying like three times more than anybody else. We must have gone there four or five times. There were hundreds of guys wanting those jobs. The people just not want these jobs anymore. These college kids want no part of a uh, God working for an expressway for a neighborhood. It was a lot of exercise. You got in good shape, uh, and you made a lot of dough. Oh, yeah. yeah. I
3: worked for a sewer contractor. doing A lot of my work was pick and shovel. I never hit the ball farther, but then I did that summer.
0: Well, I'm saying, does anybody just not want this stuff, or they don't want to hire them? They want to milk these jobs for four years. Well, wh- where is where is the answer here? I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. They can't find iron workers. They can't do this. People don't want to be there, or they, or they just want the job to milk milk the job for four years and say we don't need another job or something. I don't know. I, I can't figure it out. But why don't? Why
3: yeah, do, I I don't know. I, I don't know how much um, the difficulties hiring, uh, late, you know, just hiring a workforce uh, are contributing to that. Um, whatever, you know, there's a lot going on in there, and, um, you know, I, I, I really have to, I, you know, it'd be kind of actually fun as a consulting-style gig to get in there and, and unpack it and see what's going on, uh, but, no, you know, nobody would, uh, <laughs> nobody would invite the likes of us.
0: Well, I, I would say that the, the average high school kid or college kid, you know, you're probably in a different group, the chance of those guys dropping their calculator and going to work on Dan Ryan for a summer are, are real slim. Or dropping their phone. Yeah,
3: it is so good for you.
0: Why not? It's so good for you to go work hard. Well, plus the people you meet are—I used to meet these people in a truck deck. Scattered of characters, but <laughs> but they're they're all they're, they're all characters,
3: par- but they're 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 like real people. It's one of the things that you know from my perspective. You know, throughout my career, I spent a lot of time as a manager managing operations. I adore operations people because they're so much more normal
0: than oh, anybody you. else. Hey, yeah, we got a few minutes. What the, we got all these eight no teams still left in college football. It seems to me that there has been a somewhat of a uh, the the depth on the really good teams, the traditional really good teams, has slipped a little bit. I mean, I don't I don't think you all. I think it. you're right. Now is. Uh, I don't. Is Ohio State got as many transfers out as Alabama and some of these other places, or have they manage to keep their guys? Ohio
3: State has lost lots of transfers. Yeah.
0: So is Michigan? Yeah,
3: Joe Burrow is would be the classic example. The, um, you know, the Cincinnati uh, Cincinnati Bengals quarterback um, who went to LSU um, because he was going to play behind uh, uh, let me. See, I forget who was there at the time, but then Justin Fields came in, and so Burrow left.
0: What... a uh, I made
3: a, a, a and, and he he left and I, if I'm not mistaken he won a
0: Heisman trophy after leaving yeah well I, I made a bet the other night I said well bet everybody a, a, a really good adult beverage that within four years there's going to be one or two colleges that don't even attempt to recruit high school kids and just just take transfers it yeah,
3: could
0: be I mean I would, if I'm if I'm Notre it's, Dame right you now you know
3: it's it's, it's 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 sort of like the uh the team that doesn't have uh, draft picks you know the the yeah. la uh, la Rams uh, <laughs> we don't need draft picks we can sign free agents
0: well i mean they
3: actually do have some draft picks on their team but they also
0: rely a lot on signing free but agents. There, there's years where that works i mean the, the, i think the bears you know whatever those guys are but the one year who's the the uh offensive guard that somebody cut because of salary cap and the bears signed him and he ended up having like five damn near all pro years with the Bears, and they they got the idea that we don't have to worry about offensive lineman. There's always enough available in the next three years. There was like nobody, and their yeah. in the well, line,
3: well, I do think there always are solid offensive linemen available. That seems to be you know one one commodity where they're you know uh, teams that have cap issues are not going to pay a lot for a guy who's not all pro caliber, but he's good, you know, and and I. I think that's that's sort of the shame of the Bears uh, over the last several years, and this goes back to when they uh, traded for Cutler. Um, that they, they couldn't just you, you should be able to put together an offensive line that is at least competent. And you know, Jay Cutler spent more time looking up at the sky yeah. <laughs> from his you know from his position laying on his back uh, than any quarterback in the league. And you know, they'd lead the league in sacks, but they'd also lead the uh, league in quarterback hits. And so you, you can always put together a competent line. You, it may not be dominant. It may not be good enough to win you a, a, a Super Bowl. But at least competent. And, and they're sort of sitting there right now where they're they you know they they're starting to
0: patch things together a little bit. I think I think there's well lose the, the guy that lose uh, sent over the got a dash here that I mean this is been my you know my thing is he's right now even though they it's, it's unfair to give the number. Because they Arab's still paying for Quinnies, but if you look at the team on the field right now, the the, the product they're putting on the field—they're 145 million dollars under the sal- salary cap. That's a lot.
3: Yeah, and it'll be interesting. You can pull up all the all the NFL free agents. It will be interesting to see what they do. Um, you know, are they going to go out for star players? Are they can fill out the roster. They have a lot of draft picks too. So um,
0: maybe they're going to put it uh, in their pocket and use it for Arlington Heights.
3: Um, yeah, maybe, but uh, the best thing they can do for Arlington Heights is have a good football team for a long time. The best thing they can do for Arlington Heights is have Justin Fields work out for them.
0: Well, I, I don't see, I don't see him staying healthy for the for the period of time it's going to take to rebuild the rest of the team the way he's doing it.
3: Why do you not see him staying healthy?
0: Uh, he's running too much. He's, he's he's like Bobby Douglas right now. We we're, we're waiting for the. Although I'll say he's getting a lot smarter. About his, of fact, he's real smart. About uh, most of his runs are, are ten yard runs and out of bounds. You know. Yeah, the,
3: I'd say he's 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 figuring it out, and uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, he's just you know a different version of what Lamar Jackson does in Baltimore whether he'll, uh, you know, there's also the question of whether he's going to run that much two years from now.
0: Well, I thought you know, Russell you, Wilson you, was... You let
3: him do what's going to make him successful now, because success is going to breed success. But, uh, but uh, you know, there's going to be a point where you're going to say, okay, we've got enough other pieces around you, or I'd like to think there's going to be such a point. And then, and that's when you say, okay. You
0: well, know, when, when Seattle had the real good, t- real good team when Russell Wilson was a little younger, I thought that whether he was coached so well, or he just figured it out himself, that he would be a regular quarterback, eighty percent of the game. Then in the, in the fourth quarter, when the defense a little gassed a little bit, he'd make two or three fifteen-yard runs and totally gas. <laughs> and, and that's all he needed to do. But he was on about a yeah. six or seven-run limit. Either he did it or they did it. This idea that you know I'm going to run twenty times. I mean, I loved watching Bobby Douglas too, and he ended up getting hurt, right? So anyway,
3: well, and, and, he, and he wasn't really good at anything else. I, I think you'll find. That Fields is going to
0: become a pretty decent passer too. I would, I would hope your SB futures up twenty. We keep going up here, and as if he's up seventy-five, uh, we'll be right back, Mr. Carl Denninger.
6: three four five six that's seven oh eight three four nine three four five six or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com that's myhomesourcerealty.com
1: hear ye hear ye the homer broadcasting system is on the air stocks
0: jocks stocks and jocks you are out of control here right now Something happening here. Well North Backstacks and Jacks. I'm Tom. Howell. Andrew on the board SP futures up twenty one. NASDAQ futures up eighty two. So we're carrying along not like yesterday, but we're carrying along uh to the upside following yesterday's massive rally on the CPI number that uh wasn't really all that good, but I guess it was uh it has everybody's with, with visions of the Fed heading back to two percent and stocks going back to triple what they are now in the same party we've been in for a while. But uh, so far today we're still partying a little bit and I like that, uh, Carl, my my clients had a big day, so uh, I guess it's good, even though I'm a little wary of it.
4: Well, you know, <laughs> I was sitting at the terminal with the trade console up when, it, when that report hit. Do you know that we moved something like 50 handles on 150 contracts?
0: Yeah, I think what happens, Carl, and you've heard me, you know, rag incessantly on the, on the there's no such thing as a standing order, especially around a number. And the, oh the, no!
4: It's, yeah. Well, with, you know the same thing that has happened many times in the last, you know, the last ten years or so. Everybody pulled all the bids and offers into the into the figure.
0: Yeah, and, it, and
4: it, so there was nothing in the stack. And you know, I mean, you you can have a hundred contracts and it, it'll move the spoons, you know, forty handles <laughs> because yeah. because there's just nothing on the other side.
0: Yeah, you even wonder yeah, would, when when somebody actually does come in and sell it. You wonder who that guy is.
4: Well, you know, the chair yeah, the the problem is is you get people that that don't you know, they don't understand this dynamic, right? And so they're you know, they're they're ten handles to the good and they've got to stop, you know, at half of that, right? So, you know, the idea is, you know, we we won't lose more than five of what we what we have. And we'll we'll still have a profit on the trade, and then something like that happens, and you get gapped over, and it executes you know thirty handles off the price.
0: Yeah, and, and there's no there's no honor. Uh, well, there's, the, a, there's
4: no do over on that. I mean, it's it's done. You're screwed, and that's
0: you know. But yeah. I mean, in the in the in the trading floor, And you know, of course, some, some regulator would even say that this is uh, you know this is illegal, but they they'd be idiots if they said that. Um, if you had somebody, especially like a Morgan Stanley, I was, you know, a pretty stand-up guy, right? And, and there, there were a lot of guys that pit. There, I mean, I, I can only at 350 people, I could only name maybe one or two people I was re- reluctant to trade with. Everybody else, you know, God, you'd sign your mortgage. You'd, be, you'd trade with the guys for years. They never, they never reneged on a trade. But once in a while, like a Morgan Stanley guy would come in, he was a really good guy. Uh, he he'd say, you know. Uh, whatever, and especially if it was, you know, not that many people in the pit. He'd say, like, you know, 80s. And I'd go, you know, two to an eighth, and then say, okay, I'll buy them, and I said, I'll sell you, like, 40. And all of a sudden, everybody else is at a quarter or at three eighths, and or he'll say, I've got 2,000 of them. How about if I fill them at three eighths? He would say to you, make that eighth three eighths. It actually was a rule on the New York Stock Exchange that if the, if the, if the, say, IBM was, uh, 130 to 130 and an eighth, and, uh, Somebody wanted to buy, you know, one hundred and fifty thousand shares. Well, they would talk to the specialist. They'd look and see what he had in his book, and they they'd print it at a half, maybe or three eighths, because that's right. what you need. But they didn't they didn't take the first guy out at an eighth and say we bought a thousand shares at an eighth and one hundred and forty nine thousand at three eighths. They did it all at one price. You didn't, you didn't roll over the person who had, who had the smaller market. But now I think they love rolling over people at the smaller market. I mean, when I mean, we we got we got caught. Uh, the other day, so it happens. Even you know, we're really pretty good at this. We got, we were uh, really, we've been along gold forever. So of course, gold's been going up this week. We got the GDX, and right. we also we also had extra calls. We did a uh, uh, what I call like a calendar repair, where we went out and bought. It's maybe too technical for some people, but you can't, you know, you're never going to be short a contract, naked short a contract. So we have the stock, okay, the GDX. So we went out. Say to say was trading twenty six. We went out two weeks and bought one of the twenty sevens and sold two of the twenty sevens this week. So now you've got a, a time spread where you're covered because you got a long right. and you're so you're not you're not naked short anything. So those all expired on Friday. So this week we just come in stinky long, both the stock and the extra calls.
4: Right, exactly. Yeah.
0: And and, and it's creeping up, creeping up, creeping up. So my brother goes, let's at least get some out of this stuff. I mean, so we, we went to sell and th- thankfully, I said, why don't you sell the 27s? And he goes, "He goes, I just sold them. He says, and I said, well, why do you? But I only sold half. I, I didn't feel good about selling all of them. And I said, well, sell the 27 and a half, sell the other one. So we sell them for like a dime. And they're they a dollar and a half out of the money, which is a long way in the GDX. But it's only, oh, yeah. co- only a couple days. All of a sudden, 15, 20, 25 bid, I'm going, what the? what the bleep (laughs) you know I mean it was it was still we're still stinky long but still you don't want to sell anything at a dime and 40 seconds later see a 25 cent it it was right when the crypto happened where the the guys bailed on it it was right when when the crypto thing came out where that firm was going to buy FTX they said they were going to buy them and then like a half hour later people looked at what they were buying and what they were paying and it all turned right around the Bitcoin actually went up a thousand points, and it went down three thousand after the after the, the, the particulars that a deal came out. We, we we sold these calls right in the middle of that, and gold absolutely jumped when crypto went down.
4: Well, yeah, and you know, but let's. Uh, I want I want to dive into that just a little bit.
0: Please do, please do. All
4: right, so everybody and their brother. I I got a bunch of people on my system that have you know have. They've made a lot of money by buying the stuff, the you know the the Bitcoin stuff. When I looked at this originally, back when Bitcoin was, you know, you, you could you could buy Bitcoin for about what it would cost you to buy beer, right? Yeah. Um, I looked at all this and I said, the, the biggest problem here is not that the technology is in some way bankrupt, because it isn't. The, I mean cryptographic signatures are are a thing and they're real and they they really are sound the entire internet runs on this entire you know i mean that's that's how it runs on this premise it's the reason that you can sit here and you know at your desk and transact uh, at your bank and be quite sure that that really is your bank that you're talking to and they can be quite sure that there really is a person on the other end that's keying that in. It's not a robot or something. And, because, and that the authentication credentials that you presented really were presented by a person, that, it, you know, that the entire thing has not been intercepted and tampered with. And so that's, that technology is very, very sound. And even, even governments have a lot of trouble trying to get around that. Right? I mean, even, even the spooks are spooks. Some of the better ones out there, and the, you know along with the Russians, they're just as good as we are, and people think they're not our nuts. and same thing with the Chinese. Getting into that stuff is is essentially impossible. So the technology sound, the problem is that in order for you to actually transact in these things, there has to be somebody on the other side of the trade. It's like anything else, okay? You know I mean, you guys all used to do this in a pit. In the modern world, we' all do this behind a screen but there has to be a person on the other side of the transaction. So the only way to get these these so-called cryptocurrencies into dollars or into something, euros or whatever, there has to be an exchange somewhere where this takes place. If that infrastructure, if at that level it's corrupt, in other words, I when I supposedly bought a Bitcoin for $500 or today for $16,735, if I didn't really have the $16,735, if I just said I did, and I can get away with that for any length of time, then the entire preposition that there is a demand for these so called bitcoins is false. Because everything in an economy is based upon supply and demand at its core level. If there's nobody that wants to buy something at a given price, it's worth zero. Oh, yeah. So, so the problem here, and, and we this keeps happening, and it, and nobody is willing to stand up and point out that without fixing this, which nobody tried to fix originally, and nobody is still trying to fix it, and the reason is that everybody that is in that business is looking for a way to do this and not get caught, not go to jail, make a whole ton of money, and in the in you know on the other side of that somebody gets screwed and usually gets screwed blind and we keep seeing the same thing happen. This particular case apparently was essentially an MF Global type of thing where the exchange was was taking customer funds loaning them out to one of the principals who was then trading stocks with that and those trades went bad and he blew up. Well now the customer funds are gone. The problem is the customer funds were used to buy these these cryptocurrencies. So the demand that allegedly existed for these cryptocurrencies, it, it wasn't there; didn't exist.
0: Okay, how does how do they how does it, when the clearing function? Um, when when somebody say here you can you can uh, they have a thing in, in the security side called in street name. If somebody goes and buys right a thousand shares of IBM, even through us. I mean, it, you know, it, it probably still sits in uh, it, it's, it's in street name. It's probably not identified to the individual person, except the clearing firm knows Correct. who's it is. So, but and the the crypto, if everybody has the individual wallet for that Bitcoin, but you, but you don't. Okay, so there's there's such a thing as strict, strict, but but who's the exchange? Who's the clearing corporation? Well, that that's
4: the whole problem is that there is no central clearing. It's see, this is where the issue comes from. All of these things. For the most part, now you can take a Bitcoin and you can transfer it out into a private wallet, a, a hardware device if you're smart, or a software one if you're not. Uh, and then the that that piece of the stream, so to speak, resides on a, on something you physically possess. Right, and there's nothing preventing you from doing that. It's you know it used to be so you could turn around and you say you know I own 100 shares of IBM I want my 100 shares I want my physical shares and you'd actually get a stock certificate and you know when when my father died there were actually a few of those in the bottom of his safe still it was a whole lot of fun getting those back into the system so that they could it's be a, liquidated.
0: It's really hard to do. It's really hard to do. now. Well,
4: it was yeah, it was it was a lot of fun doing that. But there were you know there were a handful that were still there that he had bought you know over the years, and but that was the way it used to happen. I mean you know you, you put the transaction in and, and you know two weeks later whatever in the mail you know here's a stock certificate. Now you are going to send registered mail because it's gonna, you lost. Know, it was a bearer instrument.
0: Now they're going to accuse your so, dead father of being a money launderer.
4: Yeah, well, exactly, but, you know, I mean, but he, he if you know, <laughs> good God, the guy, you know, the guy came up during the Depression for crying out loud.
0: He wouldn't, know uh, what a, he wouldn't know what a money launderer was, yet he is one.
4: Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, after he dies, you know, like, I'm like, well, you know, Mom, you have this, you know, this, this is actually worth money. I mean, the fun part is going to be figuring out, you know, how to get this back into, a, into an account where you can actually turn it into cash.
0: Carl, how did you, uh, uh, we have this problem because people bring stuff in here and it's getting out why the dividend stream though if it's a regular company and there's a dividend weren't the dividends stuck with the state where you should you could have looked at the state of Illinois treasury and you see your dad had a stream of you know 100 quarters of dividends from XYZ corp I mean, the, the the company doesn't just keep sending stuff out i mean if, if there was a dividend check why didn't he get it i mean i you know what i'm saying
4: yeah it's you know it, it gets it fortunately it wasn't
0: in, the end, in this particular case that I had to
4: deal with. It wasn't there, was, there wasn't a lot involved. It wasn't a huge amount of money and it wasn't you know, but it but it was one of those things I looked at and said, Oh, you know what? Um, gee, the entire time that I've been in the market I never actually had one of these in my hands other than the ones from my private company, which I issued myself. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah well good well good if you if you issued those like if somebody did some consulting work for you when you first started, the guy said, Oh you paid in stack and you gave a thousand shares and all of a sudden, the things start trading somewhere. Especially if it's on a, you know, the pink sheets or something. That guy has no chance of being able to sell that. None what's? Oh yeah,
4: I know. But it was just you know, I mean, we're talking about I mean, this was you know, DTE is uh, what was ori- what was originally Edison was one of them. Was yeah. was from you know from Detroit Edison. I, I I'm
0: was just like, cu- I'm oh, just curious where wow. you, I'm just curious where the because we're they're really I mean at our place I mean at, at PTI we, I mean. We're both at IB, but are most of our people at RBC. If 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 they send two or three statements to somebody's house, and all of a sudden the last two come back, uh, you know, address not found or something, they they're on us to say make sure this guy's still alive, or we send it into the state like tomorrow. I mean, right, because it gets cheated, Yeah. Uh, I got a question for you. I mean, it, this this is a a, a a big one. I asked Dan this yesterday, and he he was he was like me. He was somewhat bewildered at how it all got there. If, if, you were, if you and I were... Say there, say there was no Bitcoin, there was none of this stuff. You and I would look at the world right now, and I think we're on the same page on this, maybe some of the listeners. Somehow or another, the idea of these fiat currencies, everyone's trying to screw with them. Everyone seems to be uh, making it harder and harder to have cash money. They want to know everything you do, blah, blah, blah. It's harder and harder for people to... Not just money launderers, for people to do stuff from overseas. There's a lot of right. c- countries that their currency basically sucks. Uh it would it would seem like that there would there's room for I'll use the term a world currency based on something. And well, um,
4: supposedly there are. It's SDRs is the supposed thing, but it really hasn't ended up being much, has
0: it? Well, but I'm, one of my question is not regarding that. It has to do it, but if you and I were going to set this up, we might say okay, it's got to be based on something, like not nothing. I mean, I, I always use the example, which it, it could be, you know. The easiest one, the dumbest one, the easiest one would say, I've got, you know, 50 things with oil buried in uh, whatever they call those big oil storage facilities. How about we call the currency a carl, and every every carl is worth uh, a cup of oil or something. And right. Re- and so now people in Lebanon, people every place, can use this new currency online to pay for stuff if their own place, their own currency is worth nothing. And we go some- how do, How do we we're actually it is a competitor and it's a current it's just what it's supposed to be it's a way of doing business you know 10 of these cars is worth you know a gallon of oil or something however many cups are in a gallon and uh and 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 you can and granted the price of oil might go up and down so it's going to fluctuate a little but the idea is it's a currency to be used for transactions how do we get from there to this bitcoin being like this artificial made-up stock where you where you bid the you bid the currency up? I mean, I, don't, I, I never under, I never, as a currency chief, chief,
4: at the end of the day, the, the, basically it's it's supply and demand like everything else in any economy. Okay, if you have if you want to burn a thousand barrels of oil today, but the easy source is only nine hundred barrels of oil, the last hundred are going to get really expensive, and because of the way all of these sorts of things actually work you're going to pay the same price for the for all of the thousand barrels right, right. that you pay for the last hundred that's just the way it is and so you know we, we've we've had the same thing happen here but as soon as that sort of thing starts and people actually start to show interest in things and there's there's real demand at the consumer side at the you know at the, at the mug the the average mug side if there is a way to cheat that to cheat that supply demand balance and not go to prison for it, and not have all your assets confiscated. In other words, it's, it's, there's the, the risk-reward, the criminal, co- the criminal quotient, if you will, is positive. In other words, the risk of getting caught times the, the penalty if you get caught is not high enough to deter the activity.
0: Oh, without a doubt. Without, in anything. Anything in this country. And it, but if that's the case, then
4: you are going to have somebody somewhere that's going to scan it and it's and it's going to happen and so what it, it you know we see this all over i mean you look at all these you know all this garbage that went on with wire loans in the you know in the early 2000s and stuff and what drove that was that the people in the banking system and in the shadow banking system that were putting together these securities they all knew that they could literally take the documentation that proved that these guys were lying about their incomes and put it in the paper shredder and nobody would go to prison for doing that
0: well, a lot of those guys got huge bonuses based on nothing, and, and they're still... Well, I, well, I understand, yeah, but yeah. but the thing is this. If you get caught scamming,
4: you're supposed to go to jail, right? But they knew that if they destroyed the evidence, which normally would get you hit with an obstruction of justice charge, and you'd go to prison instantly for that, even if they couldn't prove the rest because you 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 know you destroyed the evidence. Okay, But they knew that none of these people, none of the people at Goldman, none of the people at Morgan Stanley, none of the people that were doing this stuff, or Wells, or, or wherever else. I mean, you know, and how many of these different, you know, spin off places. I mean, Look at Countrywide Financial, for crying out loud. Oh, yeah. Friends of Mozilla, right? You had this whole industry that got built up around the idea that nobody was verifying anything, and they were not doing it on purpose. They were deliberately destroying the, the information that would prove that somebody had intentionally overlooked facts. And they knew that no one would go to jail for it. Well, you got the same thing that's you know they just moved into a different place. Now it's here and it's in other places. If if you or I could pull something like this with the spoofs and the electronic contracts, good lord! All right, I mean, and the thing is that was this that was the whole thing that the spoofing nonsense was about. Supposedly, it's been stomped on to some degree. I you know I I, I sent a a video up on it. I was watching over over July 4th holiday, uh, while well, I had a movie on with my, with my laptop sitting on a desk next to me, and I see what is very clearly uh, somebody is out there because there's, the volume's so thin you can actually see it in the stack on a retail terminal. I'm seeing what is clearly Behavior that is not intended to actually transact.
0: What makes you think
4: I, very what clearly? What and you I put think. a video up on it, and a couple of days later, I get a phone call from the people up in Chicago, and they're all bent on a shape that I call them first. And I said, well, "Excuse me, you're telling me that, that Mr. Schlub here, who trades the E minis, can see something that you guys can't see? Oh, without a doubt." Well, the know. truth here. the truth is, you weren't looking on oh, no, no, no If no. you'd been paying any attention to this at all, you would have figured out who it was and put a stop to it because every one of these transactions i mean, I can't see who's behind the, this. When this my it's uh, on my terminal, but these guys can.
0: My buddy Doctor J, years and years ago, he had a guy who. Uh, there were always people who were trying to. Uh, uh, you ever heard what the hell was the name of the machine? Track data. Track data was one of the yeah. first machines where you could kind of program the stuff yourself. And, and you, could, you could search for volume discrepancies and things like that. This is back in, well, hell, it had to be the 80s. Uh, and, and, the, and so, guys, you could program it. I know one of the guys who did. And you, you, you could program it, and, and you'd say, okay, if a normal stock, you know, whatever, Carl Inc. trades, you know, 500 contracts a day, and all of a sudden one day it trades uh, 1,500, you know, three times Z move, FSI, you know, S times V move or something, uh, this would show up. Is being unusual activity, okay? So there were a lot of people. Uh, one of the guys just died. Uh, his his group would go and then trade those stocks. They'd say, okay, there's an unusual activity. If if some if these calls traded a bunch, I'm going to go buy that stock. It's got to be bullish. But the problem was, is that that machine did not have the capability, the sophistication to let you know if that if that trade took place on the offer or the bid. So was it just? I mean, it could have been a covered right where somebody bought ten thousand shares and you know, and, uh, and sold 100 calls or something, right? Uh, right? So so you'd see the 100 calls trade, but you have no idea if it was connected. I mean, it might actually have been, uh, you know, uh, the, the sell of calls would appear to be bearish, but it might actually be bullish because the guy bought stock against it. So it, w- it was very sloppy. And what, what Dr. J and his gang did, they worked real hard at it, and what they, they did is they figured out whether or not the, the trade took place on the offer of the bid. So you had some kind of a, still not perfect, with some kind of an idea that you were going to uh that the whoever you know, if the if the market's a quarter I'll use my be be old and use fractions, a quarter of three eighths, and the trade took place at three eighths, it probably wasn't a covered right. It probably was somebody that actually wanted to get along, that call. You I mean not hundred percent, but that was the so when nine eleven happened, Jan's group and you know, they didn't know anything was gonna happen. Matter of fact, John's sitting in the office with me. All of a sudden the, the planes are going into uh, World Trade Center, John and I are sitting there, and uh, we're going, "What, what the bleep is this?" And uh, and uh, he noticed that on his machine for the two, three days before, all kinds of puts had been bought in the airlines and in a couple other stocks. Right. And uh, so he goes on TV and he mentions it, and of course the SEC is all over him. How did you get this information? They, he ended up sending them all his stuff. They had no idea. They had no idea. Well, you
4: know what? They just. They're, they're, I have. I have long said. That that is a government agency that exists on paper, so that people have confidence in the system. And most of what they do all day, is sit at their terminal, their computer terminal, and watch porn.
0: Well, you know they they never they never found those guys they, because Jan was. Oh, like, I know. They, and, and, well, but the decent how number do you, of those
4: contracts were never cashed, so it's entirely possible that some of them were the guys on the plane. <laughs>
0: uh, they're in some account. They had to buy them an account. Somebody cashed them.
4: Well, I understand that. But I'm saying that there was. You know, a decent number of those contracts were never
0: cashed. I think. So, I think what happened is they went to, they were from Europe, and they probably led their way back to the Middle East. And we have this very odd relationship with the Saudis and those people that we know they're a bunch of sleaze bags, but we want their oil and we make money from them. And it's, I think it got lost in that dynamic, Carl. I honestly don't. Yeah,
4: yeah. But I can't. So improve. you know, it's just. I, I've just never seen you know this this sort of thing.
0: But right now, one thing about him, I and I know I sound like a luddite when I talk about you know having uh, the trades take place in front of people. And now that played, you know, there's so many trades that I don't think you'd ever do that. But I, w- I would almost bet you, Carl, that when that when those numbers hit yesterday, and and you put an order in to do something to say to buy spoos or whatever, that somebody was buying those spoos ahead of you, and finally when they stopped. Sold the ones they bought to you, which absolutely yeah. is illegal, immoral, and could never happen on a trading floor when people were watching.
4: Yeah, but but it absolutely does when it's all anonymous behind the screen, and that's right. and, and that's part of the problem that you have with all of these so-called you know crypto things. It's the the thing that I found fascinating with yesterday is that you know as, as I've pointed out for the last several months. The PPI number is is really the one to watch in terms of what's to come in the future. It's not the CPI because the CPI tells you what happened in the past. PPI today. PPI. Well, it should be. I don't know because yeah. it's uh, you know there's a lot of people are honoring this day. day. I haven't actually seen it come out yet, so I'm, I'm going to have to look though. I'll look. Um, but the thing that, that that I you know that I looked at when I saw this and and, and again I've been talking about this other thing it's owner's equivalent rent nonsense. For years, or really for the last 20 years, ever since it was put in there, and this was all part of the rejiggering of the CPI after Carter, uh, when that has suppressed what house prices have done in terms of inflation numbers, it essentially ran that, that gear backward. So when you had increases in house prices as a result of falling rates and ability to buy you, you, for all intents and purposes, said there was no inflation in house prices, even though there was absolute garbage. Now, you're seeing the exact opposite. You saw yesterday a substantial increase in in the, the owner's equivalent rent number, and yet, um, no, that's, I mean, the house price acceleration has gone away, and the reason it's gone away is because uh, mortgages aren't 2% anymore. And yet we now have OER saying that, uh, oh by the way, over the last twelve months it was up six
0: point nine percent on the year. It should be thirty um, it should be thirty percent. I don't think so. We got let's let's talk about it after break. PPI is next Tuesday. Must be because of the holiday. Yeah, it's because of the holiday. SPV is up sixteen, NASDAQ if he's up fifty three, be right back.
6: Stocks jocks, and jocks stocks
7: and jocks. You are out
0: of control right here. Right now, right here. Right now, right now. Well, stocks and jocks? I'm Tim, I'm with Andrew on the board. SP Future's up 19, Nazi was up 65, so we're up, but we're kind of stalled here. we just actually we're just down to 15 here during the break, but I'll bounce back up. Uh, Dow futures up 161. Individual stacks I've got uh, Chevron Texaco up 237 as we got oil up today. Uh, other than that, uh, Salesforce up a buck 70. Everything's pretty much green. Nothing's uh, down much. Merck's down 58 cents. Everything we predominantly green again today. Yesterday was a sea of green. The only, the only stack down yesterday was McDonald's. I don't know how that came about, but they were down. Uh, Asia, Nikki up 817. Oh, they didn't participate in our stuff yesterday. Uh, they were already closed. So, catch up, catch up, almost 3%. Shanghai up 51, 1.7%. Hang Seng, I hope Carl bought this at 144 uh, Up 1200 bucks, uh, 7.8%. Is China uh, trimmed their quarantine, whatever it was. It was 14 days, it's 10, or if it was 10, it's now 7. But they, they trimmed their quarantine on the COVID. Uh, so, that's pretty bullish over there. So, people maybe go back to work. Over in Europe, DAX up 55.4%. Uh, FTSE down 31.4%. kick around up 30. So we're bullish everywhere except for the FTSE. Uh, Yesterday, these numbers are huge. Dow up 1200 points, S&P up 207, Nasdaq up 760. So it's the biggest day I've seen in like a really long time. Uh, I was nice and long for my clients, so it was a good day. Uh, Treasury, uh, this is the number, 3.81 down from 430 or so. That's 33 basis points down today. I think they're overthinking this number, but that's just me. Abund up 13 basis points, 2.13. Uh, Japan, uh down a point to 024 two four. We've got oil rallying up two sixty four eighty nine eleven, rent up two fifty four ninety six twenty one, natural gas up three cents six twenty seven, back up over six. But gold up again today, eleven thirty at seventeen sixty five. Silver down two cents twenty one sixty seven. Copper up twelve cents. A, it's a almost three over three percent move, three eighty eight. We've got crypto uh let me see crypto, I managed to hit on the wrong number here. Like what what do you do? You know, you, you hit this button when you're not supposed to. These mice, the stuff happens. Bitcoin's down 181, 17,409. I think it got under 16,000 yesterday, but it it needs to kind of hold here because there's there's margin loans. I think at this level, uh, U.S. dollar, uh, big numbers. The euro is up is 103, so it's up another one percent today. The euro, the dollar is down all over the place, and, it, and the British pounds up to 1.18 almost. These are highs we haven't seen in, in weeks or months. Andrew, what do you got for us? Weather Sports.
5: All right, seven thirty-eight here in Chicago on Friday, November eleventh. Uh, for sports, we can look forward to the Bears playing the Lions tonight at su- or, Sorry, this Sunday at twelve p.m. And uh, over for hockey uh, last night, the Blackhawks lost to the Kings in an overtime game. With the last point being scored just one point four seconds right before the end. Uh, for Chicago weather. It's clear today and it's only going to get colder. Uh, it's currently at 48 degrees with a high of 49, so not much warmer than that. Uh, over in Phoenix, it's currently clear at 46 degrees with a high of 69. And now finally for Chicago traffic, uh, thankfully there are no major accidents to report on the expressways. Um, however, traffic is building, as it always does. Um, and especially if you're coming in from the north side, traffic is pretty heavy coming from there. Um, but as well, if you're going to be coming in on the Eisenhower, construction near downtown can be causing a lot of delays in that area. But that's all I got. Back to you, Chief.
0: Um, Carl, I'm looking at a couple of, uh, I'm going to say somewhat stupid questions here for somebody who doesn't really have all the math in front of them, but I... Sh- why? Why is the published number of the CPI point three when both the unadjusted and the adjusted, at the actual on the actual table here is point four? Where'd the point three come from?
4: Well, you know we have to we have to play the rounding game, and the the, the government the government agencies I don't care what they are. I mean, you know I I call the BLS the Bureau of Lies and Scams, and uh, and. And there's—it's you know, been the name I've attached to them for the last 25 years, and so there's very good reason for it. I don't believe any of the adjusted numbers, and I don't believe anything in the unadjusted that is, uh, you know, other than year over year, which is pretty easy. And even then, the intentional distortions—I mean, this is the stuff that's in there. Even, even assuming that there's no intentional game playing going on, and let's—I'll give them that. It's the same situation you have with the CBO, which scores the fiscal impact of every bill that goes through Congress. The CBO is required by law to assume that if a particular spending thing expires in five years, that it will actually expire.
0: It 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 doesn't matter
4: whether Congress has extended it every single year for the last three decades. Makes absolutely no difference they are required by law when they do their budget deficit estimates and everything else to assume that it will in fact expire this is why every year and in fact it's about to happen again congress passes this thing called the doc fix for medicare and medicaid because if they don't then the the reimbursement rates for physicians on these programs will get cut the cuts are relatively significant they're not you know they're not one or two percent or something they're pretty significant and yet if they were to actually put that into the law on a permanent basis then the CBO's budget numbers and deficit numbers on a forward basis would have to reflect that so as a result they don't and every year as we get towards the end of the year Congress for one year extends it one more time and an extra ten or twenty billion dollars goes on the budget deficit that wasn't accounted for by the CBO's figures. Now, of course, it gets picked up the next year when they do the actual cash statement right? yeah. and it's in the monthly Treasury statements.
0: you can't hide it not
4: show up in the budget deficit the deficits. And so both sides of the aisle run around saying, "Oh, you know, look at look at our fiscal," and they know it's a lie. It's on purpose.
0: Well, I mean, Kevin and I were talking about one that became, but I'm just kind of curious on this one. I mean. I see the I see the number on TV, point three percent. I see the spoons run up hundred. percent right, and here it is,
4: and, and here it is 04 in the in the actual table. It's yeah. on the front page of the
0: report. Yeah, it's, and here it is, oh four. But now, I mean, I'm not. I can't. I don't have the computer to do the math here. But I'm just running down the categories. I got food at 0.7, All right, so that's over point four. Uh, we've got uh, we're down the line here. We've got, uh, and our next one would be energy. When you get down, God bless plus a lot of food. Uh, well, Foods of six. The food right, energy it. was one point eight. No, one energy. I got full energy is one point. You're looking at the adjust. I'm looking at the unadjusted is one. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the seasonally adjusted right, number. So, yeah. Okay, so that's that's over over point four. Uh, right. Now and then in, in the energy thing here, I do want I want to ask you uh, where where is uh, diesel in which one of these things is it fuel oil? Okay, fuel oil. So they. They've got that up 19.8%. Okay, But here's the part they've, they've managed to cut down, even though it's only a small piece. Uh, utility, gas service, and electricity. who got to drop it? Right, but just stay with my theme here for a second. We got food up 0.7, energy up 1. So, okay, that's over 0.4. Now, all items what? less food and energy are, are, are 0.3. But even so, how does that? How does? How do you get to point four there? I mean, it's it should be more than
4: well, it's 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 absolute nonsense. But you know, the, the thing that's interesting is I, I had somebody on my forum because I, I put up a thing on the you know on the inflation uh, in, the, in the trading area, and they said, oh, you know, what's what's this BS about you know about pipe gas, natural gas? And I said, go go pull up the chart for you know for the and G the gas futures contracts last month. Yes, it was down a little bit. It was down. Now, is it going to be this month? No, because guess what? It's been moving higher. Um, gee, there's this thing called winter that happens every year. That tends to be the case, right?
0: Except your your utility uh, bill. I don't know what it's like in Tennessee. Your, well, your utility you know, bill. I,
4: I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and he said that his his heat bill last year uh, hit close to three hundred dollars a month. Well, he's on gas. He's on gas, and I and, and I said, you know. A, one of the reasons I have a heat pump here is that that was you know that was a sixty dollar bill for an awful lot of years. Last year it would have been about two hundred fifty bucks. Uh, guess what? It was about one hundred about about one hundred one hundred and ten um, x you know the rest of the energy that I use in the house for other things.
0: Carol, you're and, you're usually pretty up on this stuff, but you know if you're in Chicago, they're way ahead of you. Your gas well you f- can
4: get away you couldn't get away with that in Chicago because it's too cold and uh, you know the heat pump sounds great right up until it's ten below zero. Then it doesn't work very well.
0: Well you also have your gas bill's fifty bucks if you don't use any gas.
4: Right. Well there's yeah, see, I have I have gas here at the house, but the only thing that's routinely used for is my gas log fireplace and my my monthly, you know, nut charge for the meter is eight dollars.
0: Yeah, here it's like fifty.
4: Yeah, anyway. it's, it's eight bucks. So, I mean, the reason I have it turned on, and that, you know, like, it's a backup in the event that I lose electrical power for some reason. Uh, but in addition to that, it's eight dollars.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, so you, but if you go down this list, I, I still don't quite know how to get to the to the point four. I mean, because you, well, here's one you, of the
4: reasons. Chief, you don't, except for some aggressive rounding inside their, you know, their black box.
0: Well, I don't, I don't see how. I'm still looking for anybody, especially in this area, that can rent their home, can rent a place to live for 7.5% of their paycheck.
4: Well, it's absolute nonsense, yeah. I know, so. Yeah, it's garbage. And, and, and Well, then again, okay, um, it, it, t- 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 tell tell me who among all the different people you know that has 1% of, of whatever their total earnings is, is uh, is health insurance?
0: Well, yeah, it's well, but I mean, the, the well, but that's been there, but that's been
4: there for you know forever. I, it used to be six tenths, now it's one percent. You know, I mean, I look at this right now. The weighting in in the table for health insurance is point nine one eight.
0: Well, they they get the idea that nobody's. I'm sure they probably are going to say that some of it's in the PPI, although I don't know that. But still, I'm, I'm looking here. The owner's equivalent rent, even though their number is down. But that's .7 for the month, so I still don't see anything here other than used cars, which are down 2.3%, that's below this .4 number that they came out with. I,
4: uh, you know, I agree with you. I mean, and I, you know, when I look at this, you know, I, I, I look at the detail table, and yeah, you know, there's some stuff that's down, and, you know, there's has on the other hand, you look at the things that people actually have to buy, car insurance, um, you know, up, up 13% on the year, Right uh if you have a car you have to buy car insurance <laughs> well, said, I, I mean it's and, and I just had the you know the lizard guys I think I mentioned this last week I just the lizard guys try to you know try to decide that they were going to put about 20 22 percent on my renewal and I'm like um yeah guess what uh, I'm going to one of your competitors have a nice day buy
0: <laughs> well they've got to cost the health insurance this month down four percent even though it's only one. of Well, advanced.
4: supposedly, but you know what? Here's the, now. Here's an interesting thing about that, though, is that so because I'm I you know I do contract work and stuff these days. I I get to go buy my stuff through the exchange, and I manage my income because otherwise, the second twenty five grand or so that I earn in a year, uh, I I have an effective tax rate of very close to one hundred percent because I lose all the subsidies from the exchanges, and as a result. Uh, being being a almost sixty year old guy, uh, it would be over a thousand dollars a month. Okay, for me to, to go out and buy it. Uh, if I manage my income appropriately, uh, I pay zero. Now I have crappy insurance; it's basically only a, a catastrophic policy, but that's all I need. That's all I want to buy, uh, but I don't actually pay any cash for it. And uh, but again, I mean, you know, that second twenty five thousand dollars, well, half of that, literally half of that. Would be absorbed just in paying health insurance premiums.
0: Um, it's all you need until, and I don't knock on wood. You turn an ankle during a marathon, and you go to a, a emergency room, and then an MRI and something, the bill's twenty five G.
4: Well, but that's why I have it, okay? Because yes, I would have to fork up a large deductible, but then if you know, I get run over by a car, and, and yes, it's covered.
0: Um, you know, you just mentioned something. Uh, this is scary sometimes on Friday that I don't. I don't think you. I mean, I don't. Know, I hope you do, but I don't think you listen all week long to every one of my outpeeps. I hope. <laughs> I hope you do. But I, I did a thing because I'm, I'm sort of into this um, Carl, because when I first did this inflation crap, I was very young, and we used to have you know a bazillion tax uh, uh, different tax categories, right, or whatever we going to call them. Tax. Right. And so when, when people talk about you know Ronald Reagan lowered taxes. If you, if you look at the inflation that was going on during his term, I'm not saying it was his fault. I don't think it was. I don't think it was Jimmy Carter's fault either. It was the people before them. But the point being is is they, if, you, if you take into account the fact that you were walking up these tax brackets, he didn't, he didn't lower anybody's taxes. In fact, well, he, right. he, but I looked at this thing, and I, I picked a number. Just funny you should mention that, the 25 versus the extra 25. I, I, I took a guy a guy. Because we were back to having like four or five tax brackets. I mean, it's not like Reagan's there, right. but it's not like it's one or two. I, I just went through the math this week and see see if you disagree with me or where. I took some guy making forty two grand a year, guy, lady, whatever, whatever hell it is, uh, and he okay. hits the dog, and I said, okay, they're going to get a twenty five percent increase, if they do, because because at the end of the day, this inflation bubble, despite how these goofballs are not counting it or whatever, at the end of the day, we've had a we've had a price level bulge of somewhere between thirty and thirty eight percent in my opinion. Something a little less than the money supply growth because probably some of it was lost in the velocity. So say thirty five. Right? I was I was smart and I said, okay here's a guy. He's gonna get through his whole mess, the two two or three year period we're fighting with this, he's gonna get a twenty five percent raise. So he's up to fifty three thousand from forty two. Now granted his expenses are up that entire amount. So I got the dude, income tax because he's now into a new bracket,
4: to
0: right? Make, now the bracket closes. Yeah, so he's, he's up twenty-four. He's going to pay twenty-four twenty in income tax on his twelve grand. His uh, his payroll tax, if he's a guy like you, a ten ninety-nine guy, is sixteen fifty. His Illinois tax is five fifty. So he's up to forty-six twenty in taxes out of his eleven grand, and now he's in a in a level where he doesn't get any any help on his insurance. I am going to say the dude is down ten grand on the year. After getting an $11,000 raise
4: Yeah, well, I mean This is, you know, one of the things That I think is so interesting Is, especially with regards to What happened yesterday Show me where in the curve Interest rates are positive well, like even, against the, even against The the CPI number Even again, just take it at face value Don't try to analyze it and say Well, that's obviously BS It is, but Leave the obvious BS out of it, and just say, "Okay, so we'll just take this on the the annualized run rate number." Please show me where the positive rates are anywhere in the curve.
0: Well, Kyle, if you if you don't give anybody water for a month, and you give them even some dirty water, they're happy. I've got all kinds. Well, I
4: I understand that, but you know, come on, two hundred spoons.
0: Well, I'm I'm going. I'm I'm still on the being a knucklehead and, and getting to your interest rate argument. We've put all kinds of clients in the six-month T-bill stuff here at like four point two, four point five, whatever it's been now. It's going to be less this time, but uh, we've yeah. put all kinds of people in there because you're not getting squatted at RBC, you're not getting squatted at a bank. Actually, doing all right at IB, but still, that's that's way better than anybody's had for eight years.
4: Yet it's oh, I, I, no know. argument, and and you know what? And then some of that air comes out of the you know comes out of the the the, the ten-year. Uh, futures contract the you know the cash the cash yield goes down of course and what happens people look at that go oh my god and they pile back into equities
0: well but this is but i also tell all my clients this is better you know instead of somebody slapping you ahead four times every day they're only slapping you two so it's better but you're still giving the government or somebody else money for six months for four point four percent when the inflation's eight you're still losing
4: losing money yeah it's still losing not
0: quite as much right but it but it's it's way better than it was and 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 my counsel has always been let's just do it for six months maybe things will finally get back to sanity in six months here let's not do it for 10 years let's do it for six months so by
4: you know uh, yeah i mean one of the you know a few months ago if if you unfortunately it's, it's capped off a pretty small number but if if you could go, in, you could get the i bonds, and yeah, you're locked up for a year. But it's if only you do ten, that, what, It's only one. locked up for a year. Yeah, but it's what, yeah. Okay, ten, it's you, you know, you forfeit three months worth of interest if you take them out before five. Uh, it, it, yeah, but additionally, the accrued interest is not taxed until you actually take the funds out.
0: But it's uh, ten grand max, right? Well, yeah. I understand. It, yeah. I'm saying, but this is this is where the small ball schlub
4: dude that has ten grand sitting in a savings account yes. can actually get paid something that that approximates reality right. on his
0: $10,000. Why do you, as, as this has played out, and I know you know it's one of my themes, and you and I think you're sort of with it, what I'm starting to see, maybe because I'm looking at it, Carl, maybe because I talk to guys like you, you're starting to see every one of these areas that has had the concentrations in industry that you and I have talked about for how many years we've been doing this together, and other people, too. Actually, most of, the, most, of the, most of my contributors don't really have an eye for that. As smart as they are in their areas, don't really have an eye for, oh, wait a minute, there's there's three less drug companies. When these guys get a chance, we're going to see these prices go up more than they normally would have. You, you and I have an eye for that. I don't know why, but most people, even my other other guests that are really sharp in their specific areas... Russell does, because Russell is a is a you know serious economist, and, and Carl and uh, Hal does, because because hates any kind of monopoly. But by and large, we're we're, we're the big banks not paying any. Right? Lakeside uh, yesterday, I saw heard a commercial. They're paying seventeen month CD four percent or something. That's way higher than any of these big banks. Are they immune from any any sort of customer service? They must be.
4: Uh, apparently yes, because you know I mean it's and and the same thing by the way applies to so-called money market accounts and credit unions. So, you know I mean yeah okay I'm actually getting something in the yield now the you know the cash management side that's there, but it, 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 where where do these people you know there's this whole premise that you lent out money at a at a substantially higher rate, and you you borrowed it at a shorter rate, and that, I mean that's that's what a bank is supposed to do, right? Is you you take deposits, you pay out some yield on that, and you lend out the money to people in the community at a higher rate than you than you pay on the deposits, and and that's your operating margin. <laughs> yeah, well, where it comes from. Um, we've lived in this world where with one percent Fed funds rate or less that people have been more or less okay with the idea that well at least the cash is still there when i go get it uh that world isn't working out so well right now when eggs have doubled
0: well and and the the fed jammed that rate down everybody's behind but they sure as hell never dropped i actually did a a thing it was 2020 uh so two years ago i don't know if i can't even find it but i actually did some research on a saturday morning since since 2010 when you know say right after 2009 when all this kind of started when these rates went way down and they were you know they weren't down this much for a while but now they've been down less i think the credit card rates actually were up from 2000 a little bit you know that but i mean it wasn't like the fed said oh by the way we're going to drive savings rates to zero or one percent and we're also going to drive these credit rates credit card rates down to 12 they didn't they ever cared about that the, the right, exactly, I mean, and,
4: and so the uh, uh, yeah, and so the poor schlub, especially if you had a dig or two on your credit report, you, know, you you're pay twenty
0: five. Well, I mean, the biggest, well, I don't know now because the last month or two, actually, you probably can help me with these numbers off the top of your head. You're the only guy I can spring this on. I, I heard on the radio the other day, so I couldn't I couldn't write it down. I've been so busy with this other stuff, I haven't didn't wasn't last month a, a record increase in credit card debt.
4: Um, I don't know if it was a record, but it was a huge spike. And one thing that has been very reliable in the past is that a leading, a leading indicator on severe economic dislocation on the consumer side has been large spikes in that figure that persist for more than a month or so. So we're going to see, you know, of course, we're coming into the holiday season when you normally see that number go up because, you know, I mean, people buy Christmas presents and I mean, come on. But if we see that pattern persist, uh, er, going into the early part of next year, Katie barred the door.
0: Well, if you have to go on your credit card to buy us something, just let it go till next year.
4: Well, I mean, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> but that's not what's happening oh, across the economy. So what you're seeing is, you know, people are, are putting, you know, they're, they're putting their groceries on there, but they're not paying it off at the end of the month.
0: I, I, I've read, and this has not been recent, Carl, but again, that's why I kept bouncing off you, that we just talked about, you know, you own. If you ever had to go to an emergency room, I think that when most people get a credit card, their idea is that they're not going to ever—they don't care what the interest rate is because they're never going to carry a debt. But all of a sudden, when you talk about the average person has what fifteen hundred bucks, he has a transmission problem or something.
4: Oh yeah, I mean yeah. the average person can't come up with five hundred dollars
0: if something goes wrong with the car. So so if the, if the if the son or daughter you know tweaks an ankle playing soccer or baseball or whatever, and they're in the emergency room and they get a twenty five hundred dollar bill. It's going on the credit card, and all of a sudden now they're paying 20% of something they never dreamed they were doing.
4: Well, yeah, and, and you know, the, the thing that we, we apparently don't teach people anymore is that when you become an adult, um, small, not necessarily that size surprises, but small but significant surprises have this funny way of happening, you know, every now and then, right? Yeah. I mean, I just had one here at the house. My garbage disposal blew a, a seal on the bottom by the motor, and so you, you put water in the sink and it all comes out the bottom. <laughs> it's like going down the drain where it's supposed to. Well, that's a fix-it-right-now kind of thing, right? right? Um, okay, well, garbage disposal over at Lowe's is a couple hundred dollars with, with, you know, with the tax. Okay, so uh, I, I go and I buy one. But what do you do if you don't have a couple hundred dollars?
0: Well, you don't know how to put it in.
4: Well, then, yeah, then you go call, you know, you call the plumber, and it's 500 bucks, right?
0: Well, I, I got guys, but yes, if you just called Joe Plumber, it's 500 bucks. Well, and, and by yeah. the way, you can't use the sink, so
4: you need him to come out and fix it now.
0: Right, oh yeah.
4: Right, so I mean, that's, you know, that's the thing, is that that's one of those deals where it's like, well, I can't cook breakfast because I can't wash the dishes, it's, i mean that's that is one of those things that you have to fix immediately same thing you know your water heater blows up on you in your house or something like this that kind of stuff happens all the time those are the small emergencies of everyday yep. life people get into a well, car housing, accident, however the deductible is on their car insurance hey guess what that just came out of your butt
0: today well, well audrey had uh uh with was 60 mile one we had last week knocked over a pine tree under a new fence that's going to be 500 bucks
4: yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. Uh, but this this kind of thing happens yeah. on a fairly regular basis. So I mean, the uh, but yeah, there's a, the the percentage of people that have absolutely no capacity to cover any of this stuff is is unbelievable.
0: Well, you know what else? would just our last thought here, and this is not a, not a shot at my significant other because she's terrific. Or, or and I, I know a guy who was in the restaurant business, and somehow or another, we had that that polar vortex, and it froze some line, and it cost these guys. I don't know three thousand bucks to get up in the chimney and, and fix the water line was in the some bizarre yeah. thing. I said, "Do you guys have now?" When they put this restaurant together, they had the lease. They got this people that, to where if they had to pay people a dollar more an hour, it was it, causing a problem. I said, "I would I would love to see your 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 business plan because I used to do this when I was young. I don't know if I do it anymore. You, you've you've got to put some sort of a you know ten percent chance of this happening or twenty percent. You've got to put some." Some grease in here. I said, for lack of a better term, I mean, I, I don't know as as much as Aud knows about real estate, and she knows a terrific amount. I I don't know that she normally would put together on a good year, line up all the stuff that's probably going to go wrong. I'll bet in any house, it's got to be three grand.
4: There's got it. You got to have a sinking fund. Yeah, just like you're supposed to in any business. You're supposed to, you have to have a sinking fund for things that are going to break because things are going to
0: break. And and, and they're, they're always at the wrong time and the wrong, but I'll tell you this, you know, when I have I'm in the upstairs apartment, we have a, a uh, the, we actually my my guys put a bypass in, so if the thing ever went out, you can move one, move the other, and you can just go right around it and fix it when you get time. Just saying, right. just saying. I wouldn't. i advise you a bypass on your on your disposal.
4: Well, I mean, if, if you've got a piece of pipe to do it with, sure.
0: Well, that's. They have those at Home Depot, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying, I, well, if you, if you can't afford those, yeah, I mean, it's easier for
4: me to just go buy the disposal right. and change it. It you know, took me about an hour, and everything's fine. But See, you know
0: if you better, don't have the money to pay for it, that's a problem. Right, but you know this stuff better than me, so every once in a while if I give you a little dig on something, I love it. You know, just saying.
4: Yeah, it's just one of these things, it's like, I, I, people are I have have gone out so far over their skis. Oh, yeah. All it takes is a little thing, and they're done.
0: Well, when you, when you get the mortgage, like... We got we got a, a dasher. One of my buddies does, does closings, and he goes, "These are all girls that graduated with his daughter from like college." And two years later, two years later, they're buying a a uh, you know a condo downtown because they want to own the place. And he goes, "You know, I I just did a closing. Every dime went into this condo. If we went to dinner, I'd, right. have, to, I'd have I'd have to pay. <laughs> I I don't get it. You know, but everybody's very comfortable doing that. I I'm just not. I just never was. I." I just, I just think things happen. You don't ever want to have happen, but they do. Anyway, take care of yourself, bud. Talk, okay. your, your team, uh, you guys going to come back this week, Tennessee?
4: Well, I'll tell you what, last week was a disaster. Yeah. I, I, by the time we got to the half, all I was doing was drinking. I didn't care. Uh, I wasn't even paying attention to the screen anymore.
0: <laughs> well, at least you had something positive to do. SBV is up 21. Go, <laughs> <laughs> and SBV is up 59 back on Monday Stocks and Jocks. I didn't want to be an innovator.